and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press and music reporter Erin Labar. It's episode 100. I'm excited, but I'm bummed because we were going to do this last week, but we got so busy. I know. With writing work that we were like, we can't. We just physically could not do it. I also have a terrible cold, so I will apologize in advance for how awful. This is just the same cold we've been passing back and forth for like 18 months. So it's a bit more episode 100. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. It fits our... That's our vibe. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but we do have a guest today. Yes. Ben will be joining us. Yes, for Radler season. Yes. I'm excited. And we're doing season. a blind tasting for the first time, which I'm really excited yes, about. Yes, that'll be fun. Um, we're also going to talk about music festivals. Yeah. And sort of concert cancellations because of Cher and Fleetwood Mac and yes. Morrissey. Uh, we're going to talk Aladdin and remakes of childhood movies and yes. kind of delve into, you know, should they it, it, just because you can is it do necessary. something should yeah. you yeah um and we're also going to talk about burnout burnout medically diagnosed first though how was your week weeks plural weeks. I guess. oh yeah yeah it's been two i'm kind of at that phase of busyness at work where I can't actually remember what I did like three days ago (laughs) I hear that yeah so I wish I could tell you oh um my partner Nick went away to Minneapolis for the long weekend for his bachelor party oh yes um I don't know like everything that happened but I did get a series of incomprehensible text messages at 4 a.m on the Saturday night of that yeah so they had a good time but I spent the entire weekend just like deep cleaning the apartment which is actually like my ideal weekend right like I was exhausted by the end of it but not having sorry Nick but not having that extra body there I know extra distraction extra mess maker I was like yes I could just get in here and Uh, clean everything so that's basically it's just been like spring cleaning mode for us right now um I have my seasonal cold typically when the seasons change I get sick so that's kind of what's happening now and of course I'm deep into a bunch of features, so mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of. You've been doing a lot of features. interviews, yeah. so it's just been like, sorry for hacking in your ears, but um, I'm excited about some of the stuff that I've been working on. So it's been like a really like, you know, exciting time at work. So that huge abortion feature that ran that I did, yeah. Um, shout out again to the Women's Health Clinic and Dr. Nadine Gilroy, who is the medical director of the um, abortion program at women's health clinic she seems like a very smart lady uh she was incredible and we were chatting we went to tom bargain and we were totally had this frank discussion about abortion and there's these like two kind of bros sitting beside us like trying to like carry on their conversation but you could tell that they were listening but they were also trying to give like a respectful this it was hilarious i'm like it's, it's cool like <laughs> it's, it's fine it's fine um so yeah so if you missed that that is still online of course yeah it's still um, one of the top red stories maybe four or five days later so people yeah. are obviously interested to know uh which is great yeah and uh also working on another big guy about the elm trees that winnipeg is famous for and you pulled a bunch of archive Stuff yeah, I love going through the free press archives. That's one of my favorite things to do, just because to see how much the paper has changed and how much even the style of writing and reporting has changed is amazing. Well, and that's why I brought it up, because and I think next week for the show, I'm going to bring a few excerpts. Maybe that could be actually a fun new segment is reading from the old I issues. have an old newspaper in my desk that I kept because the story was so offensive 
and I could not stop laughing. It was about dwarf tossing. I'm pretty sure oh that's the, the headline. Not not that I would use that term, but that's what the headline said. Oh my god! Yeah, so I'll read it. I will read excerpts from that. It's the way news stories were written back then. Hilarious. It, it's it was a different time. So the week that we were off, I saw Aladdin. The new one. The new one. So it's like part of this sort of litany of live action remakes um, of Disney classics. Mm -hmm. Aladdin was a pretty significant one in my childhood. Yeah. Came out in 92. I was seven. I remember everyone's birthday party. Because remember movies used to be in the theater a lot longer? Oh, yeah. And so I feel like everyone's (laughs) birthday party in grade two was... Let's go see Aladdin. So I saw mm. it in the theater many times. Um, so I was a little bit apprehensive about the new one, mm-hmm. which seemed to really split critics. Like I was there to review it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people either were like, this was so fun or this was terrible. It was actually a lot better than I thought it was well, going to be. Well, that's good. Now, there were a few issues. Like Aladdin has issues, right? Like you can't well, yes. diverse cast your way out of agrima really <laughs> um but and i know when they posted the cast list i did google him and was like whoa like, that sort of she's lucky um but casting was great the songs were great like it just i mean it was pretty it was what you expect Is i don't have high friendly? hopes for these things yeah like okay. yeah um i never have terribly high hopes for these things I don't mostly because i don't really understand why so like i i think the big concern with this one was whether or not will smith would be able to fill the role of genie right i felt like he did a pretty good job making it his own mm. but as i said in my review humans just can't do what cartoons can do right you know so it's kind of that's why i love the cartoons i I know i just feel like it's them co-opting my childhood to make more money i agree with that yeah it just makes me a little sad and i am gonna go see it because it is a story that i loved and like you i grew up with that but i i don't know i don't i'm not connected to these films in any way like i saw beauty and the beast super forgettable um i didn't see dumbo because that movie freaks me out so (laughs) but like i'm gonna see lion king because i love animals but again i i kind of wonder and i read this somewhere and i agree with it um about how and again it's the cartoons can do things that humans cannot do Mm -hmm. it's same with these the animals like i think when the animals are too realistic yeah they're not as expressive as they are in the cartoon right like I mean, you think of a character like Scar, who is so, like, almost camp, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. And I don't think that it needs to be the same. But, and I realize that this is, like, their movies really for a new generation of, of, of viewers. But, I don't know. The cartoons still exist. Can't we watch the cartoons? I'm of the mind, if <coughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, my worst nightmare happened to you at a concert. It did. Yeah. I was like, what are you, where are you going with this? But Breaking yeah. news at a concert. Yeah. So I was at Cher. I was there to review. She was supposed to go on at 845. And then it was like nine o'clock, 915, 930. Still no sign of anything. And you're like, is um, this diva behavior or is it Right. Else? And I know that she's typically been quite prompt. So I was like, mm, I wonder what's going on here. And after about half an hour, it, like it's it's usually something's up right it's not yeah. it's not just diva behavior like something's going on 
And um, so I'm emailing my editors back in the newsroom being like, hey, guys, she's still not on yet. And keep in mind, Aaron's deadline would be 10.15 10 So now it's like, what, 9? 9.45. Um, so I'm emailing them saying, look, we're, you're going to have to figure out a plan B because there's no way that I'm going to be able to get anything substantial done in time. And then at 9.50 or 9.55, the tour representative comes out on stage and makes the announcement that she had to cancel the show because she was unwell. And it was like, oh, God, <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> so I'm, of course, like in breaking news mode. So I'm like frantically trying to type what he's saying as he's saying it on stage, which is really hard to hear from the press box. Yes, it is. And um, so I ended up writing just a little story about cancellation, blah, blah, blah. And then like some stuff about the opener um, who are amazing. And um, yeah. And then it was just like. The, just that stress of her not knowing what was happening until 20 minutes before deadline that is was not like nuts like i said that is a nightmare and i always used to be i always thought if news was to break at a concert or festival it would be because it flooded like i was kind of worried when i went to Dauphin it would yeah. be because it rained so mm-hmm. much that weekend i was like oh is this like and i was kind of on weather duty as well yeah out there um but yeah that like you know our lighting rig would fall or something like that but yeah cancellation and usually well you can talk more about this because you ended up doing a really great story yeah um about how typically there's a bit more notice that's pretty unprecedented yeah um i spoke to kevin donnelly at true north and he said at bell mts place that is never to his memory that has never happened for her to be to sh- for a show to be canceled an hour after it was supposed to start typically they will make that call well, it's easier to make the call. They'll do it the day before or even the morning of so that people don't go all the way there or whatever. But this one was a very, very rare circumstance. And some people were really upset, and I get that. But I feel like it's really important to remember that these people, even though they're performers and you're paying to see them, like, they're still humans. They're going to get sick. Cher's 73 years old. Yeah. Like, like, even a cold or a flu at that age could take you down for a couple weeks, right? Like, Well, and I think if you're paying that much money for a concert ticket do you not want to see people perform at their best, at their best and right. not you know what probably would have been a pretty i, I mean so, i don't know what was wrong with her i'm assuming something they just said short-term illness because she had performed in in saskatoon two nights later i think or the next night so, so i mean even you know listening to me right now as you guys are like <laughs> right yeah and I mean, I do feel bad for people that I know a lot of people traveled from outside the city, paid for hotel, paid for childcare, paid for dinner, drinks, merch, everything, and they're out money. But ultimately, it's the health of a human, you know, like it's. Well, and I, I think we've kind of the way music has moved, um, we've kind of set up a really <laughs> difficult um, framework in which people have to tour forever and ever and ever like yes. i don't think share is hard up for cash and needs to tour right but for acts that aren't at that level mm-hmm. i think there is a sense that you can never take a break because that's money out of your pocket money out of your pocket people will forget about you you'll mm. become irrelevant like yeah. it's just and this is actually a really good segue into our burnout yes. subject because yes. i think it's you can see that everywhere it's not just music i think as we go as we move to you know, a lot of industries trying to do more with less and like a lot of industries moving towards automation and all these things we hear about. Yeah. What happens is, is that the actual human beings feel like they need to work 
all the time and constantly to keep up yeah and just sort of the this like i don't know fetishization i guess of hustle culture and like rise and grind and like it's it's kind of increasingly gross to me because it's like no like how about we lie down and relax like right and i think also what has contributed to this is that employees are literally contactable at any time because of That's email and cell phone yeah. text messages whatever and if you're not available you're seen as less effective right so i have been trying to make a conscious effort to not check emails and stuff on weekends on designated time off i try not to but sometimes you feel like you, there isn't that option like sometimes you feel like you have to so now it's yeah. no surprise that this week it made the news that burnout is now a recognizable medical condition medical condition yeah. and diagnosis so i told you my funny story i was at my parents house for dinner and my mom comes to me and she says "Aaron, i read this really interesting article and i said oh yeah what's that she goes uh it's about how burnout is a medical condition now she's like do you know that you have all the symptoms of burnout <laughs> i was like yes mom i do she's like no you don't sleep well digestion issues blah blah blah. It lists off like 10 things she's like erin that's you and i was like yeah i know mom thanks like, like i get it oh man it's and it's not just i mean i think the burnout in journalism is pretty well documented oh just yeah because i mean people are aware of what's going on in this industry and how you know people are getting laid off and you're having to do a lot with fewer resources um thankfully we are hiring or have hired yeah, we're so. having four new bodies in the newsroom which is exciting it and is kind of uncommon in this industry very yeah but you see it in lots of other industries i think a lot of these tech industries as well like any kind of startup it kind of breeds that and it it's mm-hmm. that whole thing where it's like oh we'll have like a really pretty office space and we'll have snacks and we'll have you know provide all these sort of amenities cost amenities <laughs> yeah scare quotes yeah but they the expectation you to work is 24 7 basically right or be on call at least yeah so it is not uh surprising to me that burnout has become more recognized it's not either but it's like a little alarming it's it's like like what's gonna happen when this entire generation of people from like age 20 to 40 just physically cannot work anymore because they've expended and used up all of their mental resources sustaining their career on overdrive for 15 or 20 years. Like people are not going to be able to continue at that pace for an entire life's lifelong career. <clears throat> I think one of the things that will change radically in the next few decades is kind of the nature of work. Like I could see moving to a shorter work week. I could see, you know, kind of, there's I was reading a really interesting article about um kind of looking at I think it's like the degrowth movement and kind of oh. stop looking at growth as sort of the ultimate goal yeah and looking at that's scaling, an interesting point scaling back and it's kind of a radical economy idea but it's it's picking up popularity among people who spend their days thinking about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because there's really nowhere to go here and when we're talking about, you know, the health of our people, the health of our planet, all those kinds of things, we kind of need to think about the nature of work and what that will look like because it's kind of reached a point where it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable, no. And I wonder if doctors and employers and other people are a little bit more um, accepting, I guess, is the word of burnout as a concept. Because I think before it's like, oh, this is in your head. Reduce your stress. Right. Get a massage. Right. You know? which is such a drop in the bucket of a larger issue. I wonder if other uh, kind of hard to pin down chronic illnesses will also be treated with a bit more 
respect like exhaustion yeah or like chronic fatigue or like Mm -hmm. you know even those like autoimmune diseases that are kind of nebulous and hard to you know pin down Mm um i don't know maybe it will lead to more care so that people can actually feel well back with another segment of budget one of the month club with ben mcphee sigurdsson mm-hmm. drinks wine extraordinaire <laughs> sure sure Why not? uh we're doing a very summery uh tasting today we've got a couple rattlers mm, well we got one rattler and we got a little uh blind tasting okay. we're gonna do so, oh, it'll so that's be fun. not a rattler well that big. i can't say okay. i can't say okay. one way or the other we're just gonna have to get to it okay so do you have anything to tell us about rattlers and or citrusy beverages i feel like jen probably knows more about them than i do it's only because, as our listeners know, I'm a huge nerd who loves to read Wikipedia entries about things, mm-hmm. um, which is something that my husband also does. Just be like, oh, I'm going to read a random Wikipedia entry today about a thing. Rabbit, so, rabbit holes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I went down a Rattler rabbit hole mm-hmm. um, because I kind of started drinking them last summer because I don't like beer. Like I've tried to like beer. I just do not. But you don't always necessarily feel like a wine, especially if you're like wanting to like drink something on a dock or like whatever. So mm-hmm. I discovered Rattlers. I'm like, okay, these are good. And I learned that it's Rattler kind of loosely translates to cyclist mm-hmm. in like German, Austrian, in those kind of Germanic languages. Mm-hmm. And it basically comes from a drink called Rattlermoss, which is basically like, it's a drink for cyclists. So it's basically like their Gatorade. So when they're like okay. something refreshing and thirst quenching after, you know, a long bike ride, it's a grapefruit juice beer combination. Well, that explains quite a bit about all the packaging for all the Rattlers that are out there. Uh, like, I know. Like Half Pints has Bikey McBike Face, which makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Although they call it a grapefruit lager. They don't call it a Rattler. And as does this package here, which is the Pump House Crafty Rattler. Uh, which and I think that has like what I just said on the side of it, too the history oh yes it does it does um the term rattler means cyclist in germany where the popularity of cycling and the need for a delicious post-ride beverage spawned the idea of mixing beer with popular fruit drinks um and there's a picture of a raccoon riding one of those old-timey bicycles and each of the wheels is (laughs) one of the two fruits Um, it's cute very tweed is grapefruit and one is tangerine although from tangerine yeah, from the research mm. I did, um, and well, the ingredients on here say craft beer, water, sugar, grapefruit juice, concentrate, citric acid, natural flavors, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, I think it's like grapefruit and tangerine juice slash soda. Oh, okay. That's been okay. mixed with beer. There's also very similar to Rattler, but not as good, I don't feel, is the Shandy, which mm. is beer and orange juice, mm-hmm. typically. Or lemonade. Or too, lemonade. Right? Yeah. Um, I've only had orange Shandies, and they're, yeah. all, they're all right, but yeah. I, I prefer the grapefruit because yeah. I just find it a little bit more tart. Yeah, I reviewed a Fort Gary Lemon Rattler um, last week, and I think I mentioned that it, to me it seemed more like a Shandy than a Rattler. Oh. And there's a really good one, or a, pr- a pretty good one from Wisconsin called Leinenkugel. That uh, is a lemon shandy that's out there uh, on our mar- in our market or whatever that I discovered when I went to a music festival there like three or four years ago. And at the time, I think now it's being brewed in Canada by Labatt's or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But it's good. I also like the fact that Rattlers tend to have a lower alcohol content. True. True. This one is, well, 4.7. So it's 
on par with you know a lighter end of the spectrum beer mm -hmm. i would say so and in this, this one, case this one's available at mlcc or uh yeah and um, yeah liquor marts and beer vendors it's three dollars and 69 cents per 473 ml can and it is made in uh by pump house brewery in st john new brunswick oh yeah uh crafty rattler um shall i craft beer and fruit soda okay so i, I see they're they're just putting it right out there. Shall I crack it open? Yeah. And I should note... I feel like that's going to fall off the table if you do it with one hand. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah. If I did that, I'd flip the tab and it would flip out from underneath well, and be everywhere. Yeah, and this these cans, I remember, they've, they have, I've seen another one by them, and it's got this zipper thing where you can pull the label right off. What? So you pull this... this it's not a real zipper, but it's like a... No, it's, tell... It's got a little perforated... <laughs> Well, I don't know. People are like, where did the game with the zipper? Um, <laughs> it's got a little perforated part of the label where you can pull it down and it, the label just comes right off. I'm not sure if that's f just a gimmick thing or if it's for like ease of recycling, recycling purposes. Yeah, perhaps? I think maybe it might be the latter, mm. but it's kind of cool. Or maybe you can just hang on to if you're like, oh, well, I want to remember what this is. You just rip the label right off and keep it. Anyway, enough <laughs> talk. Let's, uh, oh, see there I spilled as I was pouring and talking at the same time. Nice color. Mm -hmm. It's like it's peachy sort of almost. Nice pinky pinky i'm drinking mine out of a peachy. coffee mug yeah we got three different receptacles we have wine glass uh whiskey glass or cocktail glass whatever they're called tumbler i don't know and coffee oh mug. that's good it's very frothy that is so good it smells really good yeah, it smells like grapefruit because like i don't so love grapefruit generally mm. i don't eat them as just like a fruit because mm -hmm. i find them too um sour for me but this is delicious yeah this is a little sweet yeah I, expert. <clears throat> it's yeah it's a little bit too sweet for me mm -hmm. like I, I don't yeah i think if you are like someone like aaron who finds grapefruit a little bit too aggressive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a good choice because totally. the tangerine definitely cuts out some of that um acidity or if you don't like it doesn't really taste a lot like beer either no not sure. at all but yeah. i i agree it's it's quite delicious like it mm. it mm -hmm. uh, goes down v easily Yep, nice nice morning drink. We are recording in the morning. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone, Ben. They're going to think we're um, Well, it's noon somewhere. It's almost noon Eastern, so there you go. There you go. This is delicious. Yeah, this is really good. I actually quite like this. I uh, would have that again for Rattlers sure. Rattlers, for me, are sort of hit and miss, I find. Like, some of them I find to be just a little too insipid or boring or whatever, but... Um, this one is really good. It's like a, a little bit of sweetness, good intensity of, of flavor. Yeah. Like it's not watery or wimpy or whatever. And I don't know why, but sometimes with Rattlers, I find they have a very strange aftertaste, like mm -hmm. almost like a tinny aftertaste. And I don't love that sometimes. Yeah. Must, must be something too with the grapefruits and like citric maybe, acid or maybe, something. Maybe, yeah. Like I'm not sure. But I've, yeah. I've often found that as well. Maybe it's because they use grapefruit and tangerine soda that it's like... I don't know. I'm very into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too. I mean... You know, the, the purists will be like, well, they don't use real fruit. But who cares? <laughs> it says grapefruit juice concentrate, actually, too. So, you know, there's a bit of both. Soda and juice. Healthy. Vitamin C. Mm -hmm. So now we're mm. doing our... Mm. Um, our mystery. Right, I'm right. going to continue to drink this. I didn't bring... The, yeah, I didn't bring the spit, the spit bucket in. Well, just so. pound it back. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I figured I'd... Oh, my. Uh, I figured I'd grab something else, too, that I've not tried. Um, it's around the same price, um, and it is a. It should be sort of a similar type drink, but I wanted to try it, and I just figured if we tasted it blind, we would not be, yeah. or I, you would not be, uh, pre-judging or sure. preconceived notions, is whatever. A, is it a Canadian company? Uh, I'm not going to say anything okay. <laughs> right now. Okay. Okay. Here, take this microphone, and I'll uh, deal with this because okay. it's in a brown paper bag. 
I love the Foley artistry with that. Oh, good. Uh, comes in a can. We know that. <laughs> I love surprises. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. One of our most popular episodes is when we, uh, two years ago we did like a bunch of different alcoholic like cocktails in a can. And yeah, some of those were super gross. Some of them were disgusting. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got it. Um, also, we need some suggestions for things that you want us to you test I was, drive. I was thinking. And of, good or gross suggestions. Yeah, I was thinking for good or gross, we should do the McDonald's fish and chips. Because good I'm idea. so curious to know if it's actually any good at all. Same. So we should do that one for sure. And mayo chop is another one. We that could I get would mayo like chop with that and have it on the fries. Perfect. Okay. Um, this I, smells like. I'm in. I'm into that idea. This kind of yeah, smells like Mr. Clean. Like it smells like really, like fake citrus. You know, like artificial citrus. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like. Uh, like Tic Tacs. Smells cleaner. like orange Tic Tacs. Oh yeah. Oh, good one. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. See, I could do this. For <laughs> hey, no, that that is good. Yeah, it smells exactly like orange tic tacs. A little bit of like creamsicle, kind of. Totally. Is this like a creamsicle? No, it's definitely. It's not as intense as in in any capacity as the uh, crafty I rattler, which is delicious. It tastes artificial to me. Like it tastes okay. like lip smackers. Jen has a pain like look wax. on her face. <laughs> Yeah, it tastes. It, I'm guessing this is a lemon something something because it tastes. I'm gonna go with orange or orange. Orange, yeah. Um, it tastes kind of the way sunlight detergent also smells to me. A little soapy. A little, yeah. But I like, mean, just, it's not awful. But it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of a, here. Here's a here's a here's a lukewarm take for everybody. <laughs> I feel like cleaning products have kind of ruined lemon and orange scented things. Because That's fair. The same way that medicine has ruined things that are cherry, cherry. and grape. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I received a, a beer to um, for consideration for review from a company uh, not too long ago. Not a local beer, but it was a um, tropical fruit infused something or other, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I opened it and I just smelled it and it was like banana medicine. Like if you're a certain Ooh, age... Yeah. You yeah. know that smell? It's like yeah. that sort of fake tropical yeah. note. And so I got a, an email from the PR person recently, and they were like, hey, just what checking in think? to see if you're yeah. going to anyway. run a review. And I, I emailed her back this morning. I said, I'm actually not going to run a review because I thought it was bad. So n Not that necessarily I have a problem trashing things, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, you went to the trouble, whatever. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. Other people might like it, uh, and people will just buy it because it's a fairly popular brand. Um, but Yeah, I definitely anyway. don't hate this like if it was in mm -hmm. a cooler mm -hmm. at someone's ba yeah. backyard barbecue i would drink it but it just literally tastes like you're drinking tic tacs yeah that's okay. what it tastes like hey, do you want the reveal the big reveal yeah okay here we go take the uh, microphone and i'll uh, do the big reveal any guesses i think that it might be the um coors orange yeah i'm gonna second that or like a bud some uh, bud orange Oh, that's oh Bud Light Orange. Ooh. So I was close by saying you know, Bud like, something. I don't I, I don't mind the Bud Rattler, mm -hmm. and I feel pretty similarly about this. I just I don't think it's I better love, than I expected it to be. I don't think I love orange as a flavor typically, so I might not be the best judge. I like in the citrus hierarchy, it's grapefruit, lemon, orange for me. <laughs> what about lime? Ooh, li lime lime's is, like my number one. I would say actually, I change grapefruit, lime, lemon, orange. 
I'd be the same. Like pick a pop, I'm always lime, um, or or whatever those pop shops or whatever. Um, and and same like, grapefruit is my number one. So what's the price point on this one again? This one is three dollars and thirty eight cents. Oh, so it's not much cheaper no, than the other one. No, it's like thirty cents cheaper than the uh, and it's the same size can, four hundred seventy three ml, and it comes in a num- I think it comes in twelve packs and stuff like that. But I know that this has sort of been uh, getting a bit of buzz around it. Yeah, so. I really don't mind it. So like I figured I'd give it a try. Was yeah, a little aggressively. Yeah, it was a little aggressive, but now yeah. that I'm kind of sipping it. And like I've it never would do on a hot day. I've never liked Bud Light Lime. Um, oh no! But yeah, because that's just more sort of like beer with a little bit of lime. But this is more sort of. I feel like it's pushing into more of the sort of Radler-ish ter- fruit beer kind of territory. And um, so when you asked me where it was made, I, that's why I couldn't answer because I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. Um, I th- also think that this one compared to the last one, it tastes. It has more of a beer finish. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's brewed by Labatt's in yeah, um, so London, Creston, Edmonton, Montreal, Halifax, St. John's. Everywhere. Take your pick. Everywhere beers Except are brewed. Yeah. <laughs> Except for here, um, yes. Yeah, it's okay. It's more definitely more beery. The other one is more juicy and th- I just thought it had more in- intense flavors or whatever. To me, this is like a perfect sitting on the beach. Yeah. Sipper. Yeah. If, if <laughs> you, it was like 40 degrees outside or something right. like that. Yeah. Well, thanks f- as always, Ben, mm-hmm. for your insights and My for the alcohol. We always appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In r- in no particular order. <laughs> yes. Um, before we go, because it is our hundredth episode. And congratulations on your one hundredth episode. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Ben. Um, before we go, yeah, we're g- we have a little giveaway. Yeah, we thought you know why not hundred episodes. Yeah, give back something to our listeners. Exactly. Sorry, only for the local Winnipeg listeners, unless yes. you want to fly to Winnipeg for these things. But um, we have two gallery passes to the WAG's new exhibit called Vision Exchange Perspectives from India to Canada. From what I hear, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, it looks really it good. Amazing. It, it looks really open. good. Um, one of my favorite local artists has stuff in it, Divya Mira. Yeah. She's awesome. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it just, it looks really, really good. So we have two passes for those to give away. And then we also have four tickets for um, Vivaldi's The Four Seasons of the WSO Classics. So send us an email, bury the lead at winnipegfreepress.com. Not a lot of people enter our contest. So if you email us, you're probably going like to win something. I feel something. like you'll probably win. Yeah. And just specify which tickets you want. And we will pick some winners. We'll and send you on a mail classy, on out. classy date. Classy night out. Yeah. yeah. Um, as always, you do it. This is your spiel. Oh, yes. As <laughs> always, you can find everything that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jens Ratty on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Nairabel on Instagram and Twitter. I also enjoy that I was literally like, you do it. <laughs> and then I did <laughs> and it. And then you did it. <laughs> um, and... We will see you again next week. Bye.